Welcome to the Perfect Gentleman Podcast. This is episode 61. I am Zach Faulkner-Barfield, 1PG, and alongside me is the ever-dapper, the ever-charming, and the completely delightful Mr. James Marwood. Hello, Zach. How are you, my friend? Very well, indeed. How are you this week? I'm good. I'm a little sore and tired, but I'm in very fine spirits. Excellent, excellent. We shall get our training room update later. Splendid. Uh, So, James, I feel a a stylish podcast coming on today. Splendid. Yes, always my favourite. But first, what anything caught your eye in the gentleman world this week? You may recall, I was quite a big fan of the original Kingsman film, the first one. Yes, me too. They did that fantastic, if slightly expensive, collaboration with various makers. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it again. Mostly with Mr. Porter, I think. Right, yes. It's expensive, again, but there's some nice things there. Some I'm a little bit unsure about, but some which are there. Sadly, no siren suits this time. I didn't buy one, and I kept waiting to see if they drop in price, and they all just disappeared, and I was a little disappointed, because I'd quite like a siren suit. The new things look... There's some interesting stuff there. As you said, we're big fans of the Kingsman movies, as, as we jokingly refer to what we do at The Perfect Gentleman, we do Kingsman without the killing. Yes, and the off-colour jokes, we don't do those. And with off-colour jokes, we don't do those. I'm looking forward to seeing the second one, I really am. It's a very clever thing to do, especially because it's such a stylish movie, to do a good style collaboration. I think they're in America this time, so we've got some Americana clothing as well. The double-breasted Prince of Wales wool suit jacket and suit look lovely. Um, but again, as you say, it's a little pricey. The sorts of brands that we're talking about. They're lovely stuff, but I think they're a, a tad expensive for what they are. I wouldn't be running out to purchase them up front. Some of the stuff, some of the brands we're talking about, like Drake's or Cutler & Gross or Turnbull & Asa, you know, these are the, the prices that they charge normally. And some of those brands, I think that's worth it. I think Drake's ties are amazing they're probably the best tire maker in the world things like the the suits that they're doing for example you know the suits are all around a thousand pounds and for that much money you could get something bespoke or made to measure well, exactly and the quality is going to be equivalent if not better and it'll fit you better because if you think about buying a suit off the rack for for a thousand pounds you're going to have to get it altered especially if you're buying it online you might have to have a couple of goes at getting the right size for you it's not ideal For accessories, however, I think it's great. And actually, some of their other things in there, I think, look great. The shirts, even the the training wear looks good. I probably wouldn't wear it to go rolling around in the gym in. But if that's your style, then, yeah, I think there's some really nice little pieces. Yeah, absolutely. We shall have a dig around and see if there's anything that might tickle my fancy on a less pricey buy point. Anything else that's caught your eye? There's a lovely event that's going on around the world is the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which is a classic vintage-style motorcycles uh, unite for prostate cancer and men's mental health, supporting the Movember Foundation around the world, and it's literally around the world. There are events taking part in every country in the world, pretty much, or every continent in the world, should I say, and it's a very stylish thing. It's nice, classic and vintage motorbikes, and everyone dresses up. They all wear suits and tweeds and make an effort Fantastic. and it's beautiful and it's for good cause I think it's something you should have a look at and if you don't take part of course you could certainly support them with money or you could uh, certainly go along and have a look at the lovely people who ride their beautiful bikes uh, the website is gentlemansride.com and I should have a look Splendid Anything else, sir? You were mentioning earlier about one of your pals has come up with a, a beard shampoo Oh yes One of my friends, Matt Thomas has developed a beard shampoo and conditioner and I hate to say this it's called Beard Poo Okay Spelt, you know, beard, P-O-O 
I'm assuming he's a player on shampoo and nothing else. Yes. It looks great. Matt Thomas has done this very well all off his own bat. It looks a really good product. He is, of course, astute, Mr. Thomas. But I'm looking forward to getting my more astute friends to test it out for us. It's on Facebook. You can only get it on Facebook at the moment. So it's uh, Facebook and Beard Poo, of course. Search Facebook for Beard Poo. And you can find it in order through Facebook currently. I wish him lots of success with it. It does look good. You know, it's interesting. We know we were talking last time about the increased attention on male grooming. It's nice to see people specialising in what they do. Really lovely. So let's delve into some style, shall we, James? Yes, well, we were talking about those Kingsman suits and, and that they were a bit expensive for what they are. Esquire recently published an article on... The best men's suits for under £500. In the UK, yes, yes. In the UK, but these will give you the sorts of ideas that the sorts of things we're looking at. Now, there are some things here I'm slightly sceptical about, but some actually that look really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Should we run through what they're suggesting there? Yes, so they've got a brand called Arquette, which I have not come across. I only know them just because they do a lot of stuff for H&M. They're sort of Scandinavian, like quite pared-down simple style. Yes, but they look quite nice. The brown uh, suits, wool twill, which is quite nice, and very affordable, coming in just under £300. I mean, looking at it, we're just going off a flat picture. It's a lovely shade of brown, dark, and I think brown suits are underrated. I've got a few, and especially for those of us with fairer complexions. Brown is nice because it's slightly less formal, but it also it's very warming. So if you've got pale skin, if you find, for example, I don't think most men should wear black suits. I think it takes a very strong complexion to wear black suits. For most of us, navy or charcoal is sort of the ideal, and then maybe a mid-grey or something like that afterwards. But brown is really useful because it is warming, it's informal, and it looks great on most people. I love my brown suits. This particular one, the armholes look a bit on the big side, and it looks like it could stand to have some quite serious alterations. There's very little shape to the jacket, but... As you say, for £260, they're about £270. If you spend another £50 on that and alterations, and the quality's okay, which from the picture it looks perfectly reasonable, you could end up with a very good suit indeed for not a lot of money. Absolutely. And then a brand we know and like very well, Hardy Amos. I think this suit looks beautiful. It's slim fit, so probably not for me. And me neither. It's £450. It's a beautiful, subtle check to it, or, or crosshatch, in a really nice sort of light steely blue i think it's great it looks fantastic yeah it's classy it's nice colors that steel color which suits a lot of people as you say it looks beautiful off the picture ted baker has a linen suit which has got a really nice it's an oatmeal color i would suggest is the color of the color of the suit as with all ted baker suits it's kind of interestingly lined i'm just a bit concerned about the trousers looking at this picture they're very flat fronted and they look very tight around the crotch i mean i'm, I'm assuming because it's ted baker it's slim fit it's a slight you know it's aimed at younger chaps guys who aren't carrying much muscle or fat but it looks fine it looks pleasingly like it's quite a heavyweight linen which is great I think if you look at say Simon Crompton on permanent style he's had quite a few linen suits made that he talks about and especially those in slightly heavyweight linen look fantastic it protects a little bit against a lot of the wrinkling and creasing which is part of the fun of linen but does make it sometimes a little bit harder to wear this one looks pretty good to me. It looks like the jacket's got a nice shape to it. Reasonable armholes. It looks like it's got a little bit of drape in the chest, which will be good for a slim guy to try and fill out the chest a little bit. It looks fine. It would be one to go and try on, though, I think, to make sure those trousers are right. And the next suit on the list is Hugo Boss, a classic, of course. Stretch cotton, interesting. Midnight blue, which is always a very good colour, just under £500. It's slim fit again, but looks a little bit broader. I always struggle with Hugo Boss stuff because a lot of it looks great. I've never had anything from 
Hugo Boss that I've been hugely impressed with the quality, if I'm honest. Nothing that's really stood up to much wear, but I've never had a suit from them, so I can't comment on that. It's just been accessories and training shoes. It's nice to see Midnight Blue, which I think is a great colour, especially for evening wear. That could be good. I'd just be really wary of how well it would stand up to repeated wearings. Like you say, I haven't had a Hugo Boss clothing for a long time, probably a good decade since the last time I actually bought, I think, Hugo Boss because of the quality issues. So maybe we should try it out and see what it's like again. One of the advantages of Hugo Boss is they are everywhere. Pretty much every large shopping centre in the world, pretty much, has a Hugo Boss shop or a shop that sells Hugo Boss. You can get it anywhere. And then the next suit is a company called Cos, C-O-S, wool cashmere grey blazer and uh, trousers. It's a little unshapely. It's a very casual cut. I wouldn't even call it Italian cut by the look of it. It's almost like an old-style American sack cut. And it looks like it's trying to be flannel. It could be okay. If you want a more casual suit, that could probably work. The only issue I've got with it is that thing about cashmere. Cashmere on a suit that's just over 250 quid doesn't sound right to me. If they've managed it, great. If not, I'd just be concerned about the quality of the cloth. But it looks nice and the colour's spot on. And if it looks in the flesh like it does in the pictures and it's comfortable on, it could be a good option. Exactly. I'm going to skip a couple just for a sense of uh, propriety and speed. There was one by Paul Smith, which is black, which, though I don't mind black suits, we'll move on from that one because I know you're not a fan of. There's one by Universal Works, which looks like it should be out of the gulag. It's not a particularly attractive looking cut. I know it's um, made in the UK and all that sort of stuff, but I'm not particularly fond of the cut of it there's two that stand out for me is one is reese which is a lovely high street brand again and it has a double-breasted pinstripe suit i love double-breasted suits i've got three or four of them they're my favorite suits it's great to see these coming into the high street there's actually two in this list one with Topman of all places fantastic reese again often slim fit quality sometimes a little bit ropey maybe in my experience however i know my other half loves their ladies wear and i've not looked at the men's wear for quite some time so could be awesome and double-breasted are always fun and pinstripe and pinstripe yes i think that might be one be on the list to, to try on the purchases front top man has a lovely double-breasted suit and then the last one just over 500 pounds which is oliver spencer the lovely thing about it is it's a beautiful bottle green Oh, it's fantastic. And fishtail trousers. To go and buy off the rack fishtail trousers in bottle green and what looks like a fantastic cut. I'm very tempted by this suit, actually. I haven't bought an off-the-rack suit for years. I always recommend big high street brands like Marks and Spencer. Although Spencer, not such a big name, but this looks awesome. I love it. I like the look of it. I think that's what's on my list of ones to go try and see, along with the Reese double-breasted. So well done, Esquire. Thank you for highlighting those for us. And if you are in other parts of the world, do have a look for suits. You can get suits for under £500 that are very nice. As we always say, check the fit, check the fabric, check and make sure it looks good on you before you go and buy it. And don't be afraid to get alterations. We've talked about this a lot, but if you go and buy a £350 suit in a good cloth that fits you across the shoulders, go and spend £50 in alterations, you'll get a suit that looks better and lasts for ages than you would if you went and spent £1,000 at a department store. Exactly. I totally agree. So one of the other things that's caught my eye, James, which um, I saw in an article, it was on a website called Fashion Beans, which we highlight quite a bit, which I always kind of like, and Ben Olsen wrote an article in September about underrated icons of men's style. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them because that would be too long. Three really stand out for me. One is Jeff Goldblum. Yes. It's interesting because I hadn't thought of this. And then as soon as you said Jeff Goldblum, I thought, 
Yeah, yeah, he is a stylish guy. He flits between sort of what I call rock casual and then very formal. He kind of does it both ways and very well. Yes, and I think because he's such a striking-looking guy and he has that fantastic sort of complexion and face that he has, and especially now he's gotten grey, looks very distinguished. His evening wear, I think, is often very good. He really goes classic with evening wear, which I like. Another chap who is incredibly stylish, I've always thought he's incredibly stylish, is the fantastic actor as well, Stanley Tucci. Yes, indeed. Always seems to be completely classy in what he wears. I remember seeing him, I can't remember where it was now, it was some sort of press thing. That was like a long time ago, and he was there. I was, you know, sort of doing little minor bits at the side, and he was in the middle. And I remember he had on just a very simple suit, but he had this fantastic tie, a knit grey sort of pattern tie. It looked lovely. I really liked it. He, oh, he says that he always wears Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss probably tailored, not off the rack. I would imagine that's the case. He does wear a lot of knitwear as well, and scarves. He seems to wear a lot of scarves. He's got that Italian, of course, vibe. And then last of the highlights of this list, which is someone we can discuss, which is Conor McGregor. I'm a huge fan of Conor McGregor as a martial artist, as a fighter. But it's interesting, the way he dresses, especially for the press things, the weigh-ins, the pre-fight press conferences, garish, over the top top but his stuff is very well made it's tighter than most men should wear but most of us don't have his fantastic physique and also even his casual wear stuff can look you know he wears some really great things i wish i had the opportunity and the personality to wear that fu pinstripe um, but i can't see that going down well with clients you know this there's, there's that brash unpleasant demeanour that he puts across, which I think I always get the sense is fake. That's not the real him. That's what sells, unfortunately. The way he dresses, I think that's all him. That's a man who really cares about how he looks. I mean, if you want to find the others, a couple of them we certainly don't agree with, but that's just, there's a fashion in their style. Do have a look at the eight underrated icons of men's style by Ben Olsen on Fashion Beans, and who would be your suggestions for underrated style icons out there? Well, that would be interesting. Yeah. Can we have some of your suggestions? Drop us a note on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Drop us an email at enquiries at theperfectgentleman.tv, and we will uh, add them to your list and discuss them maybe another time. That would be great. There's an article you were talking about from one of your favourite websites. It's from Put This On. It's from Derek. He's one of my favourite writers on style. His stuff's always great. What's really interesting with this is he talks to some big names in the menswear world about what they actually wear. So he talks to Michael Hill, who's creative director at Drake's, the sort of scarf, tie and now kind of full wardrobe company. He talks to Ethan Newton from Bryceland's George Wang from Brio, some really, really stylish guys who also work in the business. And what's interesting is there are a few things that all of them pick up on that they wear regularly. There's a couple of points I think are especially interesting. So Michael Hill talks a lot about suede chuckers and cordovan loafers, things like that. Alden shoes, an old school American shoemaker, make great shoes. Really, really nice. Ethan Newton talks about similar sorts of shoes, but almost all of them talk about sports coats, blazers, odd jackets, that type of thing, especially with grey flannels. Really traditional, really almost staid way of dressing, but because they're pairing them with interesting accessory, with, you know, Michael Hill has got fantastic ties and pocket squares, Ethan Newton has this amazing uh, 1950s Stetson Stratoliner hat it's gorgeous it is amazing isn't it and i love the way he describes it is that it's so versatile because it never perfectly matches anything else 
it draws your attention to his face and he has a very luxuriant dark beard and then this light sort of top coloured hat it just looks awesome a very very stylish guy another interesting one is Gabriel Oberg Bustad from and I'll apologise to any Scandies who, who are listening, but Skoktai Bolaget. Better you than me. He talks about sports coats and especially brown houndstooth. And I think brown patterned sports coats are fantastic, especially if you travel because you can wear them with jeans, you can wear them with chinos, you can wear it with grey flannels, you can wear it even with blue trousers, which are quite hard to pair with other things. And I think they look really, really good. I love jackets. I love sports coats. I love blazers. Before I, <laughs> I got rid of my devil's trousers, jeans, for those of you who haven't caught up with the perfect gentleman PG lingo on the podcast, you know, I always used to frequently be in jeans and a blazer, either a straight navy blazer or brown tweed or houndstooth jacket or something like that. Love them. It's got me thinking I might get a couple more. I have a couple, but I should get a couple more. I love them. And interestingly, a couple of the guys also talk about wearing more casual overcoat-type garments over the top of their formal work. So either cotton, sort of wax cotton jackets, like barber jackets. If you're in the market for those, it's also, I think, well worth looking at Private White, who make their own. They're a little bit more expensive, but they make all their own untreated brass furniture, so zips, buttons, etc., which just look great. I've not got one. I've had my eye on them for a while. And the other thing that Michael White talks about is the M65 jacket, that old army sort of wear that was almost... Well, I guess it is sort of mod style, really. But they look great. And wearing those over tailoring just looks good, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think what they're saying really is keep it simple. Jackets and trousers work for casual wear. You don't have to suit and tie all the time. But jackets just do work. Jackets add that sense of formality without being too formal. If your physique's not perfect, they're great. They give you pockets you can carry stuff around and you're not having to wedge them into your into your trousers or your jeans and make it look like you've got sort of misshapen hips i think they're great and it's interesting to see those guys who probably have access to some of the best menswear in the world they have the money to buy it do they do and the sorts of things they're talking about are really very simple have a look at it put it on for that i think the tip here is jackets so a little style piece today now james it's that time of the week again. <laughs> time for the training room update, James. How are things going in the octagon? They're not going too badly. It's been a heavy training week. Nine sessions this week. Something like 15 hours thereabouts, which I'm starting to feel a little bit in the knees and the joints. Although you did recommend some good supplements and treatments for that, so I want to give that a go. But actually, in general, it's going really, really well. I'm finding my movement's better, my endurance is much better. And I had a little bit of sort of glitch in the matrix moment two points this week one where i was sparring with a pretty good tie boxer and he said to me oh that's great footwork your movement's beautiful I'm like, excuse me i'm sorry did have i hit you too hard in the head is, is, is something confused you because that's not me that's always been a weakness in my game but i've been focusing on it lots my coach mal has been making me really really do this so every time i'm striking or moving it's off to the side trying to keep my balance all the time that's working really well and the other was i was wrestling and grappling with a, a chap who's a lot more skilled than i am and a lot younger than i am and i managed to not beat him i wouldn't say that because he subbed me far more than i did him but I managed to outlast him on the endurance, which is also a first for me. And at the end, he was sort of like, why are you still going? Can we not stop and rest? Like, no, I will keep going until I get a pin. <laughs> he probably jogged home and was still fine, whereas I had to sort of hobble to the car and wait 10 minutes before I could drive home. 
and breathe. Yes, and breathe. I can feel it improving. I'm looking better. Interesting. This isn't the reason I came in to do it. It seems to be happening. Certainly the ladies in my life are telling me that's the case. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm halfway there. My sponsorship nearly up. A bit more than halfway, which is going well. So, yeah, yes. I just remind us, just giving, just Google James Marwood on just, or have a search on James Marwood on just yes. giving and it will come up. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, justgiving.com uh, slash James dash Marwood. But if you have a search, you'll find it there. All about my midlife crisis. MMA about. Yes, well, you know, we all have our midlife crises. Yes, indeed, <laughs> indeed. But no, it's good. It, it, it is good fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Excellent. Glad to hear it. And I'm anticipating with great joy coming up to, to watch. That's the end of another great show, James. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Indeed, my friend. Well, I think I'm going to go and see if I can track down some of those suits. That bottle green one is, is really, really sort of piqued my interest. So I think I'm going to go and have a bit of a search on that now. Have a great week, sir. Always a pleasure. See you next time. You take care, my friend. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by the Perfect Gentleman Group Limited and was edited by Andy Nichol at the Pistachio Palace.